Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. The second victory Monday in a row as the Kansas City Chiefs pummel, dismantle, beat the Chicago Bears on Sunday afternoon at Arrowhead Stadium, 41-10 to to improve to 2-1 and on the season. Bears fall to 0-3. Um, my opening statements on this game, guys, is that there's a lot of happiness, a lot of you know, excitement about what I saw, but it's also kind of one of those weird ones where it's like, well, if it wasn't this, I think I'd be really pissed off. And so it's kind of like this game's already behind us as we record this, as we kind of alluded to um, to each other in the pre-pod show, but we're going to break it all down. Johnny and Blaine, join me as always. Blaine, we'll start with you, buddy. Uh, long Monday, case of the Mondays potentially. No, zero. Amazing day at work. Got a ton done, but still have some more to do. Got a steak on the grill. You know, it's just one of those times. Like, Monday, you got to get your shit done and got to get the week going strong. Chiefs got done their business. They're all hung over today. Yeah. You know, normal guys like us, we can't be doing that on Sundays. So, you know, would be cool to be an NFL player. Wouldn't have a case of the Mondays. You just have a case of the, maybe the Tuesdays. I'm not sure how they go about that. Well, I think the Chicago <laughs> Bears might have a case of the Mondays today, but that's a different uh, story for down the line here. Johnny, sure. how are you, buddy? Your initial thoughts from yesterday's game, your overall just quick little synopsis? Well, uh, that's just what the doctor ordered for a case of the Mondays is a total ass-kicking of the Chicago Bears. And, um, you know, I thought about, like, on this pod, I, I saved a bunch of tweets and I was going to really bully the Bears. But I think, like, they're they're at rock bottom. So, like, it's not even really worth me piling on uh, the fact that they uh, have lost all three of their games this year by double digits. Like, I'm not going to do that to the Chicago Bears. Like, they already know that they suck. Um, and it was a great opportunity for the Chiefs to really see, like, hey, this is a, an opponent we should kick the shit out of. We've seen the Chiefs in the past kind of let teams hang around like that. This game was over halfway through the second quarter. Frankly, it was over before that because of the Bears off the field stuff. But uh, besides the opening drive being a punt, it was just an absolute factory for the Chiefs. And uh, for me, it makes for um, – I, I had a bit of the case of the Mondays this morning, but now that I'm talking about the Chiefs, it makes Monday a little bit better. No doubt. And I think that we'll just go ahead and get into this game here. I think it was just the first time all season where it was obvious that this Chiefs offensive line and Patrick Mahomes were on the same page, in my opinion. Um, they looked really dialed out there, guys. Run blocking and pass blocking. I want to start with the O-line. My Take out, and I've fired off a few texts. I'm guilty of this. But take out the Jawan Taylor stupid penalties. This offensive line took the will of an entire defense yesterday. And I don't know, and, and I know that this game should be taken with a grain of salt and the Bears aren't very good, but has there been an offensive line that just – road graded a team like this just to the point of of no return they i feel like this chief's o-line took the soul of the bears franchise and it was fun to see to the tune of 153 rushing yards isaiah pacheco 15 carries clyde edwards alaire had a good game i'm gonna go ahead and say it clyde edwards alaire had a good game 15 carries 55 yards and a touchdown that's how and, bad the bears are sorry and, and i i say all that because like why can we do this kind of style on weeks one and two? I don't get it. 
Where was that balance, that willing <laughs> to run the football? The Yesterday, I think I tweeted this out, guys, a second and ten handoff. That has not happened in the first two weeks of the season. And so in, in, in closing here, and I'm going to turn it over to you guys, I just – it was like, duh, like, duh. This is the capability of this team, week in, week out. This offensive line is capable of this performance. Let them eat. And then you notice how much better their passing attack is because these Bears D linemen, and it's going to happen to everybody, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know if they were coming at him. They didn't know if we were sitting back. And Patrick Mahomes had all day in the pocket to throw. It was just – it's perfect. Johnny, we'll start with you, buddy. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the the word that you said, balance, is the word that I really liked. It was just a balanced attack. It wasn't a predictable, bad first down run into two straight passes and trying to force your way across the, you know, the line to gain to, to get a new set of downs. It was balanced. It was fun. There was, you know, the, the bears were on their back foot the entire, the entire game. And, um, you know, it was good to see a number of different guys get going. Um, even though they tried to get the ball to Tony early. I mean, maybe he's the only downside is that he still is just, <laughs> it's just weird for Kadarius right now. Um, but you know, it was, it, it was really fun. You could tell it was fun at Arrowhead. Um, there was a celebrity that Chandler is a huge fan of that was at the game, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Um, but the part that I really wanted to focus on was that offensive line. And, you know, by you guys, I've been appointed like the president of the Justin Watson fan club. Everyone knows how I feel about Sky Moore. I am appointing myself team Jawan. I am on his side. Jawan is getting picked on. And if you listen to the media, you know, we listen to everything Patrick and Andy say. They, they really say the same stuff kind of every week, and they rarely criticize officials, Andy especially. They both had Juwan's back and really criticized the officials for being over the top. Andy Reid said that they were that Juwan was being picked on a little bit. And today, Andy said that he's doubling down on the fact when he went back to watch the film. And so I am team Juwan. Him and Donovan Smith were throwing Chicago Bears out of the club. Obviously, the interior of our line was doing great, too. Um, but I like the bookends for the Chiefs. I think Juwan is a really good – he's fantastic in pass pro. And I think outside of some penalties, um, deservedly so a couple weeks ago, but not deservedly so this week, uh, he, he he's playing really good football. And so I think that's a – Blaine, I think that's a really good spot for us. And so – if you or Chandler wanted to be Team Juwan too, we're taking applicants right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all in. I am very all in. But like, guys, why do we? Why do, did we do whatever we wanted to do? Because the Bears' defensive line, linebacker, they stink, dude. It's so easy to have a game plan that works because they didn't have to game plan around a single player. They just did whatever they wanted to do all day because they could. No, I get what you're saying in the fact that the running game was great and the, everything worked well. I mean, it's not going to be that easy. That recipe just isn't that easy, Chandler, to run at six yards a carry every down on second and eight. Like you just, you know what I mean? So it was good to see, but I'm going to take it for a grain of salt. And I want to see it next week against a really good Jets defense. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. 41 points. That first half offensively was probably the best first half I've ever seen the Chiefs play in my entire life. I said it at half. 
to my best buddy, Matt Gibson, a listener of the pod, like that was the best half I've ever seen legitimately. So there is a lot to talk about there, but like, let's keep putting it together. Let's keep putting it together. Cause dude, the bears are that bad. Legitimately that bad. And, and Blaine, I think for me too, and I totally agree with that. You're right. Um, but it was just like the willingness to do it. Like, right. right. Okay. I did. So you tried it against the worst now you can do it against the best. Like, you yep. know what the skill level, the capability of it is. And like, dude, okay, you're telling me that you the, just talking on the ground. This isn't coming at you. This is just a spitball here. Like, you take half of 153. I don't even know what that is off the top of my head. Like, 80-ish? 70, 70-ish? I'll take that every game of the week. So you're right. telling me that our best is 153 and our worst is 70-ish to 80-ish. Like, I'll take that every single day of the week because that's our that's our worst so far. And so it's like the willingness for our offense to call a run play with Patrick Mahomes under center. There were no there were no uh I didn't I don't remember very many wide zone runs last yesterday. I remember a lot more north and south with some movement up front of the offensive line pulling guys, blocking back like Johnny alluded to. The tackles were dismantling people. This is their ability. This is their level. And we finally saw it. And, like, it shows up when the opposition's bad. But we can do this against teams that are really good, too. And you're right about the Jets. I think we can. And that's my – the thing. you had to get confidence here, and they did. That's what you're saying. And I wholeheartedly agree with you, and that's great to see going into next week. And so we saw it. Let's see it again because it's going to be harder to do. It's They're capable, but, God damn it, I want to see it. So, yeah. Really awesome bright spot I wanted to hit on, too. Um, Rasheed Rice, pretty much his best game of the season, I'd say. Really explosive after the catch. No drops. Knock on wood yesterday. Oh, nope. He still had a drop. He still had a big drop. Uh, Blaine Gabbard in the game. Hated that play. As a matter of fact, it really pissed me off. But outside of that, Rasheed Rice did have a nice game. Tough to see the guy get tackled at the one twice for his, I believe that'd be his second touchdown of the season. If either one of those had counted, um, but the chiefs punched it right in. And um, he's just looks like he's, he's taking those steps. Like we kind of talked about, like uh, I, I, I said this, I think a couple episodes ago, um, but a drop guy in the preseason, but in every preseason game, he came back and just had a great rest of his, his, his day. So I really like the confidence I see from him, Johnny. Yeah, <clears throat> that's like the we were talking about in the group text. Like, I think that's we we really just saw the roller coaster of him being so young yesterday, right? Like a bunch of good plays, two kind of glaring plays that stood out in the negative. Of course, the interception, like you mentioned, I, I initially I don't think he would have had enough for the first down, but it ended up being a turnover in a meaningless situation. But like you know, you don't want to see that. The one that kind of hurt was on that first drive. He comes out of the break. Mahomes throws to a spot, and he hesitates just a step, just a step, and that makes him late to the to the spot where the ball is. And, you know, of course, Mahomes could hit a freaking sunflower seed if someone threw it up from that far away. Like, he is just – Mahomes was balling yesterday. But I, I love how he hates the Chicago Bears. But that was cool to see. Um, that was cool to see from Rasheed Rice. And the more I watch him – the more he reminds me of Sammy Watkins and in what Sammy did for the chiefs, those two plays where he caught those seam routes and was going with a full head of steam towards the end zone. Sammy did that. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like 
Sammy's first touchdown for the Chiefs against San Francisco, you know, years back was on a play just like that. It was a day game um, on, on a Fox broadcast. Sammy catches it on the seam like that and runs right for the end zone, breaks a tackle and gets in there. I think he had two touchdowns that game now that if I, if I remember back, but Rasheed just kind of has that, that same uh, build and that same presence when he's carrying the football after the catch plan. Yeah, I like that. And I'll even go to say, I think Rasheed can do more than Sammy inside the hashes. Like, I feel like Sammy was just kind of your down the field threat. Like Rasheed has shown like right in the middle, getting smoked, just catching a slant. Like when did Sammy Watkins catch a contested slant in his life? You know, so that's exciting. Like, it's almost like a, not like a juju mix in there, but you see flashes of a, of a body that can bounce around and be physical and Sammy was what fuck Sammy won us the Super Bowl. So I'll take it. I remember I early it. too with Sammy, you know, he would pick up injuries and we all remember that, but the chiefs liked to use him in like jet sweep end around action too. And now we don't love when Rasheed gets that in the first week, of course it was, a, it was a, he got a handoff from Blake Bell. I yeah. think if I remember it. Yeah. But they've already shown that they, and then preseason they used him in that kind of same action too. So like, you know, people have said in the past, right, Andy Reid takes a bit to trust rookie wide receivers. Rasheed's getting some run. Um, catches a touchdown in his first ever game, right, a few weeks back. So I, I'm excited for Rasheed, too. And I, I, thanks for bringing him up. And, too, Chandler, like, this is going to be what it's going to be all year. I really just really think it's going to keep being this way. Travis for 69, Rasheed for 59, Justin Watson for 40, 51, Sky Moore for 42, Marquez for 37, Jarek for 19, Pop for 16. Like, it's just going to – do you think it's going to continue? Is there, is, is there going to be a guy? I just don't know that there will. No, it's going to be exactly this. I, I full-heartedly believe that. And I feel for Marquez, man. I feel for him yesterday, too. Yeah. He, would have had, he probably would have had 67 in the touchdown. Two catches for 67? Because that was at least a 30-yard catch. And he finished with 37. So, man – Jawan, we're team Jawan. I'm filing my application, and I love the way he plays, but damn it, man. Just line up. I don't care. Oh, my God. Play. He was lined up. The ref, that was the the the, the, the head ref and that crew, they're, they're rookies this season. Those are some fucking Bush League AAA refs. They need to get those guys back to the back to Tuesday night maction and put some real referees on the fucking field. Back off my boy Jawan. Fair. Yeah, I do need – if I need to – if I'm going to apply, I need to back off a little bit. But that was shitty for Marquez. But, Blaine, to wrap up your point, yeah, I think that this – if if that is the result, and I, I get it, the opponent, but it's the same with the rushing attack. If these guys can contribute every time they're called upon, how does anybody beat us? And now let's wrap up offense. I got two kind of questions I want to bounce off you guys a little bit. Um, surprised – no Justin Ross really so far, or is it just a product of this room is is deep and guys like Justin Watson who are making really tough catches and and Rasheed getting some great run as you guys have already alluded to, just not cracking through, right? I say save it. Like if he's not cracking through, that means they don't really need to trust him yet, and he's probably doing pretty well in practice. Just keep him get, just get comfortable. I mean, his first game at Arrowhead was Week One ever. 
at an NFL stadium. It'll be fine. Like, he'll get there. I truly think that the capabilities of throwing him down the field for 50 yards like they do Watson is going to be there maybe middle of the year. But, yeah, no, I'm I've not. seen a little bit of, like, Twitter film, hashtag, twi- uh, hashtag X film. Yeah. I don't know. That might sound like an adult website, X film. <laughs> some Twitter film. But uh, there's been some people kind of pointing out in his limited snaps. There's still some growing pains. Some of the routes aren't as crisp as you'd like. Again, it's, it's, that was his third game. Um, and, I yeah, I just like that he's out there. How much does your seventh wide receiver contribute? You know, I actually, I think it was Blaine who brought this up. And I, one of you guys brought this up, and I really, really liked the point. I can't remember when it was, but you had mentioned that, you know, when when Jody went down, when they get in some red zone situations, you know, goal to go, they'd like to go to Jody down there. And, you know, Jody, of course, weighs more than Justin Ross, um, but they have kind of a similar skill set at the catch point. And I, I think maybe they might use Justin in some of those packages l- later on in the year, um, you know, like they like they did with Josh Gordon back when Josh Gordon was on the team. And really since Josh, Jody's been the only – kind of guy with the that ability that that they're looking for that big you know at the catch point guy so that was a lot of rambling to say that justin's fine yeah um and then travis kelsey back to midseason form this guy hasn't missed Uh, and i think that's just the, the best way to close it out let's get our travis kelsey thoughts out off of our chest because really, he wasn't that big of a factor. I know he was in the end zone against Jacksonville, but like it didn't feel like Travis was still out there, in my opinion. Yesterday, you felt Travis out there, and it's just really awesome to see. And this guy looks timeless. Like he's running routes, he's catching hard catches, like he's making people miss. Dude, he caught that one quick little five yard out into the boundary and just like caught it flat footed. And I swear, just gave a left shoulder fake. I think it was Terrell Edmonds flew right by him. Travis Kelsey turned back to his inside, picks up three more yak. We love yak! And Travis Kelsey is one of the best players ever in yak. And so with that, let's turn it over. Blaine, just Travis Kelsey, if you want to give any Taylor Swift thoughts, I'm staying away from that. I'm interested in winning football games. I don't really I'm, at the game. Oh, come on, dude. You're... You and no one else in the country. Dude, he – all right. He kind of looked nervous. Like, I swear to God, there were, like, little movements and just little things that Travis was not fully loose. It's fine. But he had, you know, 69 yards when Taylor Swift is in there. And, you know, the pumping touchdown celebration. I just feel like he was kind of a little nervous. There are some movements there. But, no, he's – I mean, he's phenomenal, obviously. I don't have to say that. Um. I just really like Taylor Swift, guys. I'm I'm buying in. She if 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 we can put up 34 and a half if she's in the building, come every time. And you know what? Buy a house. I was telling uh, my wife buy a house in Kansas City. Like, let's get Kansas City to become like the. She said a little bit of a new Nashville. I said like Hollywood East or something. Let's get we just get Rihanna and ASAP Rocky move to KC. Taylor Swift's about to move to KC once she and uh, Travis get married, and we're just Arrowhead's going to be a celebrity show here, here in a few years. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is the best athlete in the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know if you remember them or not. But yeah, okay, okay. Immediate pushback on the Taylor Swift bullshit. Hey, Blaine, <laughs> didn't you just get done telling me that, of course, we were able to do this against this shitty team? 
And of course, that the Bears defense is like the worst in the league. And so, if yep. we're going to put up all these points, had nothing to do with her. You're right. Right. So, but, now, sudden flip flop. I mean, the, the Chiefs' Instagram probably had its best day in history. And the Chiefs, as an organization, probably got the most views and clicks in its history. It's good for the Chiefs. I mean, it really is good for the Chiefs, I swear. Unless she just keeps showing up, we start losing. But let's All right, Johnny, let me hear it. I love this so much, and I didn't think I would. I um, love music. Chandler and I, I think even more than sports, Chandler and I started becoming friends based off of music and lyrics and, you know, rock music, rap music, all, just a little bit of country, all this shit. I am not a big fan of Taylor Swift's music, okay? And, and I have no problems with her. Um, I tend to prefer my women a little more curvy. Um, they, you know, they, she's a little skinny and a little poppy for me, but, um, I love this. I absolutely love the confidence that she brought in the suite with Donna Kelsey. I love her letting it rip. Let's fucking go on a touchdown up 40. I love that. Um, I love the support she's given Travis Kelsey. I love that he's not with Kayla anymore. You know, I don't know Kayla, but like, it just seemed like they were together. They were apart. They were together. And then like he carried some of that, you know, when they were apart on the field, don't want any of that shit. Um, and having said all of that, when and if Taylor Swift and Travis, you know, break up or they're not whatever, when it ends, if, if it ends, I'll hate her probably. But right now today, I absolutely love it. She looked hot yesterday. Uh, I'm probably going to start listening to her music because she is, you know, they're not officially dating. I don't think, but like she's hanging out with Travis Kelsey, who we love in Kansas city that are home and driving around restaurants and bringing, you know, her following the eyeballs of her followers to watch our favorite fucking team. I couldn't love it more. Travis Kelsey had a slew of people follow him on Instagram yesterday. Probably the best looking guy in the world's got a golden cock. Okay. Travis Kelsey has 3 million Instagram followers. And we think he's so famous. Everybody in America probably knows who Travis Kelsey is. 3 million followers. Taylor Swift has 273 million followers. She almost has the entire population of America more followers than Travis Kelsey. She is a global superstar who was at our stadium watching one of our favorite players and then probably going back to his place after a light dinner and making some music. They went to Prime. <laughs> they went to Prime Social last night too. It's probably pre-music being made, but they bought the whole bar drinks, bought it out, Chiefs players show up, like, here, buy drinks, get out of here. We're going to rent this. Hand. So she's downtown Kansas City hanging out with all those guys, too, just popping around. Like, welcome your family now. I love it. Hang around. I, she's a Philly fan. Philly lost to us in the Super Bowl. Philly can burn. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we're recording here in about, about 15 minutes. Philly might burn again. They yeah. play Monday Night Football. So, like, Chandler, I'm doing my best. You think what you want to think. I think it is awesome. And at the same time, we do this, right? Like back when you were, Chandler, back when you were, you know, pissed off at Tyron Matthew all the time and you were like, 
I, if I talk shit and he does bad, I win. If I talk shit and he does does well, the Chiefs do well, and I still win. I love the Taylor Swift thing, and I want all the attention. And if it goes bad, and Taylor Swift is is gone and ends, I fully I'm I fully am going to embrace being pissed off about that too, and I'm going to feel justified in it. So I get to win on both sides. And uh, Travis Kelsey is such a stud. He's such a stud that he can pull Taylor Swift. Are you fucking kidding me? And he can be the best tight end in football. And he can do podcasts. And look at us losers talking about a case of the Mondays. Probably freaking. We could we couldn't be bigger losers, but we love Travis. No, that's a really, really great way to put it, too. I mean, especially when you put it in the perspective like that. So, yeah, I love it, what you guys said. But, um, you know, as long as the product on the field's fine, I'm fine. Taylor, you can hang around, I guess. You get these guys. Listeners, keep in mind that Chandler is – he. Chandler needs to start talking like an old ball coach and refer to it as program because he is – it's he's never satisfied, and that's what we love about him on this podcast. But he texted the group when TJ Moore caught that touchdown down forty points yesterday, and he was like, "That drive really pissed me off." <laughs> Zero pass rush. Keep in mind, like the pass rushers were like Malik Herring and Cole Christensen, <laughs> and he was pissed. I mean, dude, it happened just after the the Rasheed Rise bullshit int. Chicago then takes it right down the field and fucking scores. It was bullshit. This game's not Enough. over. Enough. Enough. Oh How about the defense, though, for the Chiefs? Stand. Let's talk about those defenders to close the show. I'm tired of talking about Taylor Swift. Let's get back to the football field. This Chiefs defense, guys, you can say all the same things we've been saying about the Bears defense as you can their offense, but, man, you've got to make your presence known when you are that much better, and they flat out did amazing tip balls going after the football, like ripping the ball out of Khalil Herbert's hands. Um, Pressure all day. Fields never comfortable. Secondary all over these receivers. And when they did get a good pass, these guys dropped it. This Chiefs defense looked elite yesterday. And for all the reasons mentioned why, I just – it kind of is relatable to my offensive – tangent like this is the level like this is achievable week in and week out and this defense has lived up to that two straight weeks and it's only getting better but like man there's no reason why they can't do it next week there's no reason why they can't do it the week after like i just there should just be no letdown i know there's gonna be an ebbs and flows in a season but man what you saw yesterday what more could you possibly want um, and it feels like to me, guys, and maybe this is a good segue into bringing you in here for your defensive uh, talk. Like, it didn't really feel like Chris Jones played that much yesterday. I think he got a good, like, you know, few snaps in here and there, but they kind of just like preserved him and let some guys get some real experience. And it was good to see. I mean, I'm not willing to admit that I know who it is, but 51 is playing like a man possessed out there right yeah. now. Um, and so actually, Johnny, I want to start with you because that's kind of that might be your application to fan clubs on the defensive side of the ball. Number 51 for the Chiefs. Number 51 for the Chiefs. Mike Dana is his name. He deserves for us to say his name now. 
to me, he's earned it. And he, guys, he's freakishly strong. The, the, the Chiefs defense not only is talented, it's young, it's freakishly strong, and really athletic. And it's long. And it's just flat out fucking good. Um, I, I think Mike, Mike, Mike Dana or Dana, whichever we want to say, you know, I just learned this guy's name, so I'm not really sure how to pronounce it yet. But I think he's good. You know, I, I, looking at the snap count here, he played 57% of the snaps. Really good. Um, Chris Jones only played 31% of the snaps. Chris Jones played 16 snaps Love that. in that game. And just is going to be fresh going into next week. So, yeah, um, really exciting on the defensive side. They, they're they one of the best defenses in the league. Um, the Bears just had no chance. You know, Justin Fields stinks, but nobody was open. Nobody was open. And so – the point that I want to hit on, and then I want Blaine to talk about the secondary. He's the figured out podcast secondary guru because it's so good. Um, is that <clears throat> it is such a testament to Brett Beach and his staff that they went and got tranquil in the offseason. Nick Bolton misses this game. He is a a huge piece to this defense. Where's the green dot? And last year it would have been Darius Harris taking his spot, right? Not good enough. They realized that. They went out and signed Tranquil. He came in. He led the team in tackles, just like he did when he was a Charger and wore the green dot. And they're going to get Nick Bolton back and healthy, and then, you know, it's just going to be awesome on that defense. But, um, yeah, Blaine, talk about that secondary. It's Trent McDuffie's a star, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's one of the best players in football right now. For PFF, he is the best cornerback in football. And I'm not sure how good their rankings are. I sent that in a group text because Steve Nelson's 14th best cornerback in football. And I know that's not true. <laughs> but but, other, but the, the, I don't have much to say about the secondary because they didn't – I mean, that's a good thing in yeah. football when you don't have to talk about your secondary. They were doing a lot of – they felt like they could man up the Bears and play pretty physical. And I think they're going to do that throughout the year. But – um, I saw a lot of times, even on third and longs, just really press jam coverage off the line and then run with them down the seam or run with them of whatever route they did. And it worked. I mean, you got physical corners and they've continued to be playing sticky coverage on the edge. Um, dude, Johnny, I I know I'm a, a secondary guy, but I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, they play well. They have not shown any, any type of of reason to doubt and when you team it with you're talking about furious george mike dana chris jones it's just it's working together really really well well then i'll just say something real quick then blaine because yeah you're making a good point that not saying their names is great but it's just a testament to spags's scheme and veach's ability to draft and evaluate at this position we've seen you know maybe some other positions they're not as good at but they have proven time and time again they can they can get secondary right Sneed fourth round we all we all know where these guys are drafted and that's why when they took McDuffie trading up to get him was just so huge and a little side note right McDuffie's the best corner in football playing right now um, they traded up above the Bills the Bills panicked because they didn't think that was going to happen and panic picked Kair Elam who is like who can barely get on the field if not if a, being a healthy scratch for them. So that's an even better thing. But McDuffie is awesome. Um, but the piece that we were told about in the offseason, right, we, we were curious, how are these young guys going to take a step into this next season or are they going to regress, whatever? 
they've all taken a step. The biggest step for me is Brian Cook. Oh, 100%, yeah. 100% of the snaps yesterday. He legitimately – I thought he killed Josh Williams yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then before he checked on his concussed friend, he did the incomplete sign. So, like, he's just an absolute freak. Yeah. But he's everywhere. And the Chiefs need – a guy like that back there to replace somebody in Thornhill who contributed for four seasons for this team. And so I just think they're schemed up well. Usually early in the year, the Chiefs take a second to get going. They are humming on defense right now. And, uh, you know, what's a good thing for them? Well, they get Zach Wilson next week. And and as and the root of all of that, too, is this group's ability to tackle. I mean, it's 90% or, or more. I mean, Trey McDuffie and Brian Cook are your second and third leading tacklers. Like, these Coming guys downhill. are getting to the football, and they're wrapping up and getting tackles. How many t- how many plays this year have teams tried to run some sort of Green. backside screen or some sort of misdirection play out into the flat, and the secondary is blowing it up? Jacksonville game stands out to me. They try to run that third and one short screen. And I think it was, I actually think it was Josh Williams who came up and made a bone crunching tackle. And then what was it yesterday? There was, yeah. Legerious. had a block. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so, I mean, you got your, you got your secondary guys playing man to man and being willing to come downhill on the running attack. It's tough to move the ball against this chief's defense and great point, Johnny, about Drew Tranquil. What a day, dude. What a day. Yeah, Chandler, thanks for making that comment because it's the hardest thing to do, especially when you're playing press cover. You know, you're not sure if you need to run with the guy or stay there and come downhill. And yeah. they are tackling so well in space, so so well. That makes a football team, makes or break a football team, and what you can do on the edge. I mean, if you can, if you don't have confidence with the running back going one on one with the corner, well, you're going to lose some football games. Yeah. You're going to lose some football games. Mike Edwards yeah. also had that pick, so it was good to see him come in for. You know, um, I guess he's Brian Cook's replacement now, um, rotating time, if anything. But that's good to see him in there. There were um, the, the, there were some times with Thornhill who did some good things for the Chiefs. But there were some times we would talk about how he would be late. He'd be late, just a fraction late um, on some of the action that those offenses would do. And it would result in, you know, it would make the play. Brian Cook's not been late. And McDuffie has not been late, you know. We talk so much about coverage with corners. McDuffie from the start for last year, he was a sure tackler. And yeah. that was in his college evaluation too. And so that's been great. Um, and then the the Sneed play you guys are talking about, that was on the Bears' first drive out of the half. And right, yeah, the Chiefs were dominating them, but they the Bears, you know, got into the half, probably had a few scripted plays, probably tried to do, you know, something productive, and the Chiefs nipped that in the bud right away with that Sneed play it's just it's awesome I just remember the days for so guys remember you know there were days when Anthony Hitchens and fucking Daniel Sorensen were just being dusted uh, by guys out there and we were like if we could just tackle this team would have a chance and again testament to Spags he can, he can just do so much. That's I mean, we're going to continue to say this all year, but I just want to say it one more time. It's just when you have corners like that and a secondary like that, and then a lot, obviously a linebacking court like that, and a defensive, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You can you can draw up whatever and have so much fun, and you're unlimited. Shout out, Russ, for unlimited. 
but <laughs> yeah. he really is. He's, he's, got, he's got no <laughs> leash, man. This defense has no leash, and they're going to absolutely dominate Zach Wilson next week. We'll, we'll talk about Denver uh, one Wednesday show. Um, final point I want to make before we get out of here. I think we really hit this game, uh, hit this game well here. Have the Chiefs, guys, have we found a punt returner? Montreal, Washington yesterday, guys, has looked like the most natural, comfortable, competent punt returner we've had in the Patrick Mahomes era, besides Tyreek Hill. I mean, seriously. Sure. He had an insanely good game, and I don't think – and even when he let the ball go, it was the right call because the Bears let it fucking go into the end zone. He really looked comfortable out there. And how about that kid? He got called up, right? He got called up on like Friday or something weird. And it's just like, hey, man, you're returning punts for the Super Bowl champs. Samford. He, FCS All-American, takes one a new one. I actually knew about him before the game. I just didn't tell you guys. But it's just, it it was refreshing to see. Not one time did the Bears punt today. I was like, he's going to fumble this. And he had good returns. You know what he did? Oh, would you believe it? He went north and south. He didn't do the dancing shit. He caught the ball and <laughs> went forward. And that's exactly what the Chiefs – There's, I say all that because there's not going to be able – there's not going to be a team that's going to be able to beat this team if all three phases are clicking like they did yesterday. And they're all capable of it. It's all capable. Butker was dialed on field goals yesterday, dude. Dialed. God, it's fun. Chiefs, two and one, 41 to 10 over the Chicago Bears. What a fun Victory Monday podcast that was. Johnny Blaine, any final thoughts? Or are we on to the Jets and we'll talk to you Wednesday? Go Chiefs. Laser focused. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.